Say something. Why do you, you keep moving this? I didn't like where it was. Why didn't you like where it was? It's in front of my face. You don't like it in front of your face? No. I don't get it. Welcome to the Seasoned and Blended Podcast, hosted by Adam Potash and Rachel Braunschweiger. Adam is a celebrity chef turned health coach to the stars, father of four ex-gymnasts and ultra-marathon runner. Rachel, self-made entrepreneur, self-care influencer, mom of two, and widowed at 39. They met at the most unexpected time of their lives, finding love at 40. They will discuss dating after loss, blending families, living a healthy lifestyle together, and everything in between. No script needed. Off the cuff. This is their real life. All right, all right, all right. I love it. Oh, how now you think you're Matthew McConaughey? Well, I just you... read his book, so. <laughs> no. Huh. So you yeah. love how I what? You put lipstick on for a podcast. Correct. You know, people can't see you. I know that. Okay. I wear lipstick for me. Okay. All right. So, hi, Rachel. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm really good today. Good. Despite being... Your teeth look good. Really? Yeah. It's this new um, Listerine I've been using. Oh. Yeah. And the pink lipstick makes my teeth look even whiter. That's... That's a beauty hack right there, ladies. Beauty hack. Wear pink lipstick, teeth look white. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we have a very interesting topic today. As Rachel was in the shower today, I said, what do you want to talk about? And she said different parenting styles, but she said it with like a scowl on her face, meaning like she didn't like my parenting style or something like that. I'm pretty sure that's not how it happened. Well, and she was naked, obviously, in the shower. No, 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 no. You I said, what should we talk about? And you said, I don't know. And I said, how about Valentine's Day? And you said, no. (laughs) And then you said, how about, um, like tough love, tough love versus like babying. Yeah. And that was when I scowled. So you did see, she's just a liar all the way around. I did scowl because I don't like that. Like tough. I think tough love is okay, but the word baby and I don't, I believe that children need, you know, parents need to be sensitive to children and they need to be, you know, that that's how I feel. So are we talking that? Are we talking about Valentine's day? Or maybe we can talk about our upcoming family trip. No, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> oh, that trip? Oh, sure, we can. Um, no, I think we should stick to, like, the one topic today. Okay, so what would you like that to be? Um, parenting. Okay, we could talk All about right. parenting. Parenting. So I generally have a tough love type of parenting style. And I think that's, you know... I did a lot on my own. Like, I remember, like, coming home with a broken arm one day, and my parents were like, what are you doing here? You should go to the hospital. And, like, that was it. And, like, my friends took me to the hospital. I was probably, How like, 15 or 16 years old. That's um, messed up. <laughs> oh, there was Sorry. many, many <laughs> things like that. I don't, I, I don't want to rag on my parents, as you always say. Uh, you know, our parents did the best that they could do and we I do the best that. That, they, that we could do and yes. their parents did the best that they could do. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so this isn't a, a ragging on type of episode, uh, but I was just kind of raised that way. And, you know, it was also obviously 30 plus years ago. And so times were a little different, I think. Like, I remember like going to sporting events and things like that. You kind of like just kind of hitchhike with people. Not hitchhike. You, you, you caravan with people. You went with other friends. You yeah, went but you families. went with friends' parents. Yeah. Yeah, I think that happened a lot more. Like these days, they feel like, oh my gosh, if your parent doesn't mm-hmm. go to like the event, yeah, like that's forget true. it. Like you're in therapy for no, like two it's true. years. It's true. I feel like if I'm not at Simone's tennis practice, she's going to like hate me when she's 32 because I didn't, you know, come every Tuesday and Thursday to tennis. And I, I, I do seriously have these thoughts in my head. Yeah, where again, back in the day, like you just rode with friends and family. And, and listen, I always wanted my parents there, but, you know, most parents work and they can't attend all the events and things like that. Um, nowadays, I feel maybe it's just like the society that we live in um, that and it, it's good because all the parents try and make it to all the things, but it's not like it was before where you just kind of it was the it was like yeah. this time your parents went next time the other parents went and like it wasn't yeah. like this big. Um, no, you're thing. you're right. Yeah. Um, I think, I think nowadays, you know, we are very much not you, but me, we meaning me are, we're helicopter parents and it is to their detriment. Um, you know, maybe it serves a purpose to make us feel better as parents. I, I don't know. I think that they're, you know, at some point we do need to kind of like rip the bandaid off and create some sense of separation. So I, I think that that's why you and I are really great balance together. Yeah, um, she Rachel definitely softens me up in my my parenting. Um, you know, always like pointing out like you know show more more love and affection and um, you children know, are sensitive and they need and, to be heard and they need to know that their the feelings are understood with the girls. Yeah, but also too with Jacob. I mean, he's just a little tiny thing. Well, I know, but, you know, wanting to, to feel that love and hear that, you know, they're pretty and, you know, look good and things like that. And obviously we, we all have fun and my, my kids are basically all teenagers now. And so we, we, we joke around and, um, I think there needs to be a balance, which I am working on more of the balance of, you know, the caring and, and loving and showing affection side. Well, I think that I can really speak to that feeling of being a teenage girl when all I wanted, all I wanted was my dad's approval. This hits home very hard with you, I know. Very hard with me. And I, I really think it's important for you to remember that always because you don't know what it's like to be a teenage girl. We go through so much with our bodies changing, hormones, mm-hmm. gaining weight, losing weight, discovering ourselves, the bullying, trying to find ourselves socially in school. And the last thing we need is our dad giving us a tough time. It's seriously the last thing we need. Um, yeah, but don't you think kind of that how do you compare it to that tough love preparing them for real world stuff? Whereas, you know, they might go out there and they've been coddled their whole life and they, now they're, you know, done with high school or college or whatever it is. And you're like, what the heck? Where am I? Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but I think that there's a way to raise our girls in such a way that we empower them 
and we give them the tools to feel empowered without um, ever putting them down or making them feel like they're not good enough or, you know, it's, it's like a really super fine line, but I know that we can do it. Yeah. I mean, I, well, let's time out there a second. Cause I don't, I don't feel like I ever put them down or, or anything like that. Um, but oh, and I, I wasn't saying you were. No, no, them I know, down. I, I know. But the know listeners that. at home, the, no, the millions want, of listeners, he doesn't at home, put the girls down. Um, He's just I very just hard on them. Very hard, as <laughs> you know, as far as like you know what to do and, and having them have their independence and do things on their own and making decisions on their own mm-hmm. and not really like giving them too much. Um, and I come from a school of that they are still kids, they are still children. We must guide and guide and give the tools to guide. And um, now, as, as you're saying this, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm just thinking like, so our generation, I feel like most of the parents were this tough love type of parent or, or busy parenting or things like that. And I could be wrong here, but we all turned out okay. And I think there's, we're surrounded by a lot of successful people and, you know, yes. we have a lot of not just in our society, but, but technology as a whole is, is going nuts. Correct. Um, and, and I, I want to think that that's from a lot of like tough love parenting or whatnot. Like you look at people like, um, um, Steve Jobs or, um, uh, Jeff Bezos and, and they all, I don't, I don't know them personally, obviously, but the, they had like some tough hardship, you know, adopted and, and things like that type of, um, you know, being raised. Whereas now we're coming to this society. Like I'm curious, obviously to see what our kids, I mean, our kids are given everything. everything. It's it's honestly, I, I don't, I said to my kids, like, do you understand when we went on a trip, we didn't have an iPad when we went on a road trip, which for me going on a road trip was going to like Cape Cod. Okay. I wasn't going anywhere fun. Trust me. I'm What's not going on? to Disney. I've never been. What's wrong with Cape Cod? Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, it's not like they were taking me to like an amusement park. They were taking me to Cape Cod. And I try, I say to them, you know, we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. We didn't have iPads. Like they can't even grasp what that concept is like. And with, you know, again, with that said, I can't grasp what, what it would be like without all that stuff these days. Oh my God. No, we're just so, all of us are just so, uh, fixated enthralled in, is that the right word? Enthralled, fixated, yeah. addicted, all of that, um, to, to our devices. So these road trips, yeah, I can't even imagine what they would be like for us like <sighs> kids without, without all these things, not but, be a good um, situation, but going back to the parenting yeah. thing, you know, I think it's like, Adam, you've already raised these young girls who are now teenagers, but I'm like, I'm still raising my young daughters. And I think sometimes you forget how young Leah and Simone are. And I also, yes, yes. I don't forget. I don't. But as I said before, you know, like by giving them everything, you're not giving them everything. That's a good quote for you guys at that's, home. By giving that's them very everything, we're not giving them everything. It just, you're so, it's so easy for you to say how something should be or to, you know, make this kind of rule, but it, it's just not that cut and dry. All right, let's, and, and we're getting into it now. Let's, so you just got Leah a new skateboard. 
Yes. What was wrong with the old one? She couldn't turn on it. <laughs> Do you know that for a fact? <laughs> she said that it was it was hard to use. So so then Simone, of course, wants a skateboard because Leah got a new skateboard. And what did you do? I got Simone a new skateboard. And how long is this skateboard trend going to last? A year. <laughs> Maybe. So I, I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not, I, I love the effort and, and getting them everything they want and things like that. But I think at some point, like, you know, work on the old skateboard until you get good on it. And then once you show some, some time doing that and some effort doing that on the older skateboard, which by the way, isn't that old, um, then, Hey, when you're ready, we'll get you a new skateboard. Okay. So I understand where you're coming from now. We just had a little bit of like a medical problem. And I don't know, maybe you guys out there, this might've happened to your daughters where Simone's earring backing got stuck inside of her pierced, the pierced hole. Yes. So that that happened to Elise. And so what happened was it was very traumatizing, a full day of having to have our pediatrician come here, take one backing out, then come back later. She had to numb her ear. She had to inject it. It was like a whole situation. It was was in there. I couldn't even see the backing. It was so far. It was like very traumatizing for me. And I mean, probably more for me than for Simone because I saw it all. What's funny is I was on a Wednesday by the way, and I had my group and I'm like, are you guys hearing the screaming that's going on? Thank God they couldn't. It was couldn't, like blood curdling but, screaming. <laughs> but I could hear all the screaming and I'm trying to conduct my group session. And it was, it was really funny. <laughs> well, it was very, very stressful for yeah. me. And I had made a deal with Simone that I would take her to the candy store to get through it, just to give her some sort of like light at the end of the tunnel. And I had decided that it would be more beneficial for me to spend $30 on a skateboard and give her an activity to do outside after school than spend $12 on candy and get her all sugared up. And so that was my thought process. Did you buy buy the candy anyways? No, (laughs) I did not. But Valentine's Day is coming. That's something Rachel would do. No, but I mean... No, that makes perfect sense to me. And that was why I got the skateboard. Because I was like, oh, I would so much rather her have a new skateboard that she picked up. I love that. I also feel like... It must kind of stink as like a little one to always have to get hand-me-downs. Like, let her get her new skateboard. Okay. No, that that definitely makes much more sense to me. On my side of things, I just saw Leah get a new skateboard because she couldn't. Well, I don't quote, pass unquote, turn everything by you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do make my own decisions. Um, and then, uh, and then, obviously, like a week later, a new skateboard turned I'm up. I'm a bitch. But, I'm a boss. I'm a bitch. I'm a boss. I'm a bitch. I'm a boss. I'm a bitch. I'm a boss. Um, but to <laughs> Rachel's uh, testament that the kids have been outside since getting the skateboards and have been and they get together them, with their cousins. Like it's, it's actually bit. been a really great thing. So yeah, I hope you guys at home can see my side of things and, of course, Rachel's side of things. So that makes sense. But so back to tough love versus coddling and having your child breastfeed at the age of seven. I just, oh, don't say that. I just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's another thing, too, and I really have to say this, is like you say that you, you know, you've been tough to your kids, like you give them tough love. You have three of the most sensitive daughters 
mine are sensitive. Guess what? As tough as you, as you think you've been, you've got three sensitive girls. And, and here's the thing. Being sensitive is actually a positive. To me, I, I, it is a positive. I get that from their father. <laughs> you are sensitive. And, you know, raising daughters to feel and to have empathy and to be in touch with their feelings is actually one of the best things that we could do for them. So I'm, I'm with you and all that stuff. I think that's all great and positive. My, I guess I think about this quite a bit that, you know, our generation was, I think, a lot more tough love. And I think this generation is a lot more, I don't know what the right word is, coddling, sensitive, whatever you want to, but... Again, it's I think, like every kid gets a medal, right? Every, like, yeah, just the, the participate. Yes, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. So, so my question, and hopefully you guys can answer this for me at home or, or put your your input in, is that so the tough love I feel has bred some very successful people in this world. Now, yes. this generation coming up, do you feel that we're going to have the same success, the same drive in our children, the same? Um, you know, empathy, chutzpah. Yeah. Are we going to, I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think we will, but I could be completely wrong. You, this, I don't agree with you. This whole sensitive take on things could maybe breed a whole new generation of, of success and things like that. So I, I don't know. Okay. I think what we need to do is we're going to have to talk. We need to continue this discussion. So once you post this, mm-hmm. and what we're going to need to do is we're going to need to put a post up on the seasoned and blended Instagram page For sure. to continue this discussion, because I'm going to tell you what I think. Yeah. Okay. I believe that because of social media and the internet, we, the universe is creating so much more opportunity for our kids. There are careers, jobs, things that never existed before and new things to come because of technology. So like our kids are able to do things that we never could have done when we were their age Mm -hmm. and they're creating and they're doing and they're you know, maybe it's not necessarily on a traditional, um, music instrument or, uh, art in the traditional sense of painting, but they're able to showcase new talents and become entrepreneurs at a younger age sure. with less money True. because of the internet. And, and almost less education, right? Cause they're learning everything, a lot of things by, by doing it online and things like yes. that. Yeah. Like Leah studying for a vocab test and she does it on her Google slides. Yeah. She doesn't, I mean, yeah. they don't even have paper. So you, you could be very right about all this and that just things are different these days and, and it could go either way. We have to adapt to this type of, you know, obviously social skills turn into this, right? Like there's going to be less need for, for social skills. But it's also like, yes, we need to adapt to it, but we also need to encourage it. Like I always remember Gary V saying like, if you're, you know, if your kid loves to be on the phone or loves to do this or loves to do that, like encourage that, you know, because let him become, let him or her become creative in a space where they're going to be the first one to create this thing. And so it's really about 
encouraging them. And it's a, I guess it's a hard transition for me or probably maybe most parents to for see this go on because we had it so much different. But, it, you know, the, the generation before would probably say that too. Like we had it so much different than you guys and, and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, this is great topic, great information. I would love to hear from you guys. Um, we'll be posting this stuff on on our social media pages and to get some of your feedback on, well, on we're parenting. Gonna, we'll post this on Season and Blended. Season and Blended. Um, and just to get some of your feedback on, you know, maybe uh, some of you newer, younger parents and some of you older parents that now have kids going off to college and see how you how you raise your kids and what do you feel is is for the future. Or what about these kids that aren't even, you know, on campus for college yeah. and they're, they're literally doing college from a computer yeah. and not even going it. I mean, it's, it, times are very different. Times have it's changed, a lot. my friends. Well, this was an awesome discussion. It, it Thank was. Thank you very much. I appreciate your tough love, but I'm sticking to who I am and that you stick to who you are. That was a high five for those of you at home. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. If you'd like to hear more, please make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Follow Rachel at Guts and Gloss for her self-care secrets, style tips, and motivation for living life on your own terms. If you're interested in health coaching, nutrition, and wellness tips, make sure to reach out and follow at Adam Potash Approach.